0: CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about
1: CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community.
0: Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Terran as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, welcome to episode 4. We're going to talk about progress in the gym. Sort of what that looks like at the beginning when it's all fun and games when you first enter CrossFit and then how it kind of deters later on once you've been here for a couple years and how it a little slows down and it's not as fun, maybe it's a lot more work. It
1: can be more frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to tackle those topics today because we do we do get this quite often, you know, probably presents itself most often as coach, I've been here for X amount of years and I still can't do X, Y, Z. Right. Or I haven't PR'd this lift for two years.
1: Let's go back to the beginning though, when you're brand new and how exciting it is to like hit a PR every single day we do something (laughs) Those were the days. Those were the
0: days. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, though. It's like.
1: It's like your rite of passage. Like, you get to experience all of that excitement, and then it kind of disappears.
0: It slows down a little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you have to, like, work harder for it. Put in the time and effort to earn those PRs and stuff like that.
0: So what, what is your most memorable pr from your early days
1: do you have any Um, i have a few one is my double under pr day and rope climbing day because i was going to cherry pick that day because the workout came up and it was rope climbs double unders and like sit-ups or just something And I was like, I'm not going to go because I can't rope climb and I can't do double unders. So what's the point of me going to the gym?
0: And you ended up getting two PRs that day.
1: Yeah, I did several rope climbs that day and strung together some double unders. So that was pretty cool.
0: And got a nasty rope burn. That
1: (laughs) That was that day too.
0: So you got more than you bargained for that day.
1: Yeah, lost the ability to walk for a week. Yeah, (laughs) guys, that's why you always wear socks on rope climb day. Always. (laughs) Always, always. Um, and then I think another one for me is that time in the open when it was that squat clean. Do you remember that time? Yeah. And I came back in the second day to redo it. And I didn't even get it within the open workout. We did like five minutes after you and I were working on it. And I finally got, I think it was like an 85 pound squat And you squat hit clean. it. And
0: you were so like casual about it. That like everyone else is like,
1: yeah. And you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I was mad because I didn't do it like five minutes before when it actually counted in the workout. I think that was frustrating. But it's interesting now too because every time I clean and like it's above 85, I think of that moment. I was like, remember that day where you couldn't squat clean 85 pounds and now That's if I have to, up. I can. Well, I wouldn't say it's a warm up. <laughs> but do you have any memorable PRs?
0: Um, I don't know from the beginning because I
1: feel like –
0: my beginning was different than a lot of people's more beginnings kind of now what it looks like. Um, my beginning was more like, why do the males and the females have different loads? I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> Boys aren't stronger than me. I'm going to use the men's weights and then I would just get absolutely trash. So when I would go and do the workout and use the women's weight, it didn't feel as, <laughs> and that was just me being young and dumb at the time. Um, probably my most memorable PRs are things that I have legitimately put a ton of work in. And honestly, it's like the things that you PR, but like one second or one pound um, mm-hmm. that have probably meant the most to me. And the one that comes to mind um was regionals, I want to say 215 or 216. There was a workout with a run on the air runner ghd sit-ups and seven deadlifts at 275 and i think at that time like my pr wasn't quite 300 yet like i've always been terrible at deadlifting and i had this four or five round workout or maybe it was three i can't remember um seven deadlifts and i didn't finish it and i just got absolutely destroyed and i don't ever want to see pictures from that event of me deadlifting because man this is one of those don't do as i do but do as i say kind of things and (laughs) That must've been 216 because then I diligently worked on my deadlift cause I was done competing and my coach and I just put some really strong focused work into my deadlift. And I remember the day that I hit 300 and then I remember the day that it was like, actually, okay, he gave me the freedom to go and test my one RM and I ended up at 355 oh, and I was also after that doing reps at 275 and I, I have the video and like all seven of them look fantastic know i couldn't repeat that today but i remember the feeling on that day just being like this is awesome like this i earned this and that feels really good so i think for me some of my hardest working moments when they're the most reward probably makes me feel Mm -hmm. the best about them
1: for sure so then i guess that can lead us into i've been not me but somebody saying i've been crossfitting for so many years what is it going to take me take of me to see those PRs again? Like how do I get a PR or, or achieve like a high skill gymnastics movement?
0: It's a load. That's a loaded question, especially if you just started. Okay. So let's talk about like what it looks like when you first start, like let's kind of go that way. Let's like, I love working with beginners. Yes. Not even just necessarily beginners, but like people that are fresh to CrossFit. Like yeah. even people that have been in a regular global gym for X amount of years when they first step into CrossFit, mm-hmm. it is like a whole new world for them. And yeah. I love that excitement and that enthusiasm. That is awesome to be a part of.
1: And we were lucky in January to have so, so many. many new people. Yeah. Like that was fun. It and was it still fun. is fun to have them still finding those PRs and you know, stuff like that
0: they they're lifting more Mm -hmm. and you want the biggest reason is because they're being actually coached, you know, they're being watched through everything they're being taught from start to finish. And then they're being encouraged, you know, and, and informed on how they should go about loading stuff and building up to that. So when they, it is a, a testing day, and they hit that, like the excitement that comes on their face, like, wow, did I lift that? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you did. And you yeah. earned that. That is awesome. Like, good yeah. for you. You have a 40 pound PR. <laughs> Enjoy it because, you know.
1: <laughs> you ain't going to see that. No. <laughs>
0: yeah, years down the road. <laughs> you better remember that day.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, you know, and it also presents itself in like, a doing more reps or hitting a workout faster. Like I love doing the baseline and foundations on the last day mm-hmm. because we test that one, we retest that one and people, yeah. you know, will throw up a double baseline and they'll finish like just outside the time that it took them to do one baseline on day 1 type of thing and it just kind of blows their minds and it's it's fun. Like or it's-
1: even to see how the movements that they do change. Like so for baseline, if you do banded pull-ups, or say you did ring rows that first time, and now you're able to switch to a banded pull-up, like yeah. that is that's huge. Yeah, that's kind progress, of, right? Yeah, for sure. So fun. Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: And like it's it's nice because that's what keeps it addicting. I'd say yes. in the beginning, or partly what keeps it addicting, like progress. So later on down the road, when you don't see that progress as often partly why it probably becomes so mentally challenging to maneuver your way through that when a testing day comes up and it doesn't result in the way that you might want it to.
1: Right, for sure. Um, I think too with being new, um, I give a lot of credit to those new people with being patient, like they are stuck, not stuck, but we, we do make them use that trainer bar for so long until they're moving well and hitting full depth and just understanding and feeling comfortable with those movements and, and for them to trust us through that process and make those small steps of adding on weight and then (laughs) allowing them to make those bigger jumps when they are moving more confidently. um, I think, that patience that they have um is a huge factor in that. In
0: that same breath though, like when they're too patient, like yes. probably see it most often when it comes to things like dumbbells. Yeah. They're so used to grabbing the tens or the fifteens and yeah. something comes up today and if it fits within our intention and the coach goes, Hey, you know what, why don't you you grab those 20s or those 25s and mm-hmm. they've maybe maybe, you know what? <laughs> farmer carry days, that's oh, the best. You know, that's it's my like day. they literally have held 25 dumbbells for the rest of their workouts. And now you're saying, no, like we are carrying 45 50s or you're gonna carry those big white kettlebells, the 32 kgs, the 70 yeah. pounds. And you know, at first they're like, "Oh, I don't know," like I, I don't know. But then they grab it, and you realize, like, all we're doing is carrying things. Like you do this in everyday, everyday yeah. life, and they carry it for the whole workout. And it's like, okay, I can do that now. Like that little boost of confidence is awesome to watch because you, it's so like, you can watch it like transpire. You yeah, know?
1: for sure. I've I remember a class where I switched somebody's dumbbells out on the mid workout. Like for like the <laughs> last round, I went and grabbed like thirty fives. And just threw their little light 20s out. And I was like, that's heavy. Like, you carry groceries heavier than that. Like, you say that all the time. And it's like, and I think when they hear that and they make that relation to, like, the common things that they carry in their everyday life, they're like, oh, yeah. Or, like, I carried around a baby in a car seat for, like, a year. Mm -hmm. It was way heavier than this. Yeah, I don't know
0: why it is. Like, all of a sudden you put a dumbbell or a kettlebell or a bar in front of them and it's just, like well, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But yet, like you have been
1: doing this yeah. in real life forever. forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> and then once they do it that one time, it it's a no brainer for them. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, like this is what we're doing. I can lift heavy things for this part. And then
0: we just start all over again with someone else that walks in the exactly. door. Exactly. So. Or,
1: or the best part is, is that person that you told that one time then goes and, and tells, tells somebody them, else yeah. and you're like, Well, that's good that they learned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we
0: let's fast forward a couple years. We're three, four, five years down the line. We're still doing CrossFit, still loving, hanging out with our friends working out. And testing day comes up, and I finish the workout, and I'm like, oh man, this sucks. Like, I haven't hit a PR in this lift for years. Yeah. It's a it's a hard one. It's a hard one to digest as the athlete. And it's a hard one to walk our way through as a coach mm-hmm. to try and help the athlete understand. So there's a, there's like two avenues we can take this. We can go mentally and we can go physically, why you are where you are. Okay. And I think a lot of the people that get stuck here and frustrated just don't know how to work their way through both of those avenues, right? So let's let's go down the, the physical route like why you may not be progressing okay and you know what if it's a heavy lifting day the very first thing is i got to look at them and i got to assess like are you maybe at the top end range of your physical capabilities like there it it's not that it's we have this unlimited potential right like you physically have a top end mm-hmm. so that's like the very first thing um secondly it's like how much time have you been putting into this okay in our programming on i would say a normal uh, what, what's the word i'm trying to think cycle? of? yeah on like a normal cycle where we have a specific focus that we're working on we may touch on that lift that particular lift you know, only a couple of times because it might not be the focus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's one reason why, Hey, it's okay. Not a big deal. Like we lifted heavy today and that's all that matters, you know, but yeah, we want to get better. The other thing too, is like, let's say for example, when we first moved into this place and we were getting ready for the liftoff at the end of December. So for six weeks, we hit three lifts every week. And then when it became the liftoff day, like PRs were abundant, right? right? Because we had put so much dedicated work and time into that, that yeah, naturally your body will adapt. And now we've creeped a little bit closer to that, that top end for you physically. And if you ended up not hitting it that day, like that's fine. It might've just been the day, you know? Like right. there, there are so many different reasons that can play into this. But my very first question would be like, have you been putting work in for it? And that goes for anything, not just heavy lifts. like. Um, let's take the high skill movements, for example, like muscle ups, you know, I have, you know, we've got people that have been here for years and years that are are very proficient at other gymnastics movements, but then muscle up day comes and well, I, I, you know, I don't have a muscle up or maybe it doesn't even need to come around. It just comes up in conversation. Well, I just, I can't do a muscle up
1: or it's like, I still can't do a muscle up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know what, the, actually the most common time when it comes up is the open. When the Open comes around yes. and one of the workouts presents it with muscle-ups. And right away, they, they back themselves up. Well, I couldn't do muscle-ups last year and I still can't do muscle-ups now. So how much work have you put in on muscle-ups between last Open and this Open? And if your answer is only in the group classes, like the once in a few times that we actually touch muscle-ups, probably not enough work for you. It is a very high skill movement. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not fair to reference a year ago. Like, it's not fair to yourself to reference a year ago if you literally have not even thought once about your muscle-up since one year ago. Right. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's run with this muscle-up. So the Open's passed and I've set this goal. Next next Open, I want to be able to do a muscle-up. What do I need to do to get that muscle-up? Not even the muscle-up specifically, but what am I missing
0: the very first thing is ask the coach, right? Like there needs to be a communication between you and the coach. Like this is what I want to do. So then the next thing becomes.
1: And it's not like in the last five minutes of class, when they're getting ready to coach another class, it's like, Hey, reach out to a coach outside of class or during open gym or something like that. Not, don't try to have this conversation like quickly in between, because they, they want yeah, to be able to set you up for success. And that is not a five minute conversation.
0: Good thing I said open gym, because that is a great opportunity to come in and, and get some, some coach hands-on mm-hmm. work on that skill for sure. Yeah. So the very first thing is open that communication Avenue with the coach, mm-hmm. because you don't have any direction yeah. and the coach will give you that direction for these next steps. So yeah. a is you need to get some skill programming, some very skill specific accessory work, technique work, etc. So one of the very first things I'm going to tell you is, hey, let me write that program for you. And let's set up some times that you and I can work together so that we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. OK, that would be the very first thing. The second thing is, is like you have to have some responsibility on yourself as well. The Internet is a vast source of information yeah and if you just simply go out there and i can give you the the, the reputable reputable resources to yeah. go and seek that information well now you've done some research you've got some videos to watch you've got some stuff to read that will better help you understand the skill or the strength work that you seek mm-hmm. to achieve okay yeah. you can't just put this like yes the coaches is, is there for your your help and guidance, but like you have to retain some of that responsibility as well.
1: Well, and I think diving into those like videos and other sources of information then can allow you to have conversations with your coach where you can like deep dive into this skill. So, you know, more about it as opposed to, Hey, I know what a muscle up looks like. I want to be able to do one. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like you now know the components and what is needed as opposed to just I want to do that and i think that's super important to have that absolutely understanding
0: and the last piece is like so now that you have all this information you have this the skill work program for you you've got these sessions scheduled in excuse me with your coach now you've got to put in the work and when you're trying to get something super high skill like that you know it you need to have the base strength you need to have the base technique work and then you need to put the two things together and base strength work doesn't just come with once a week or 5 minutes after class here and there like it's got to be consistent work put in over time the patience through that time and then testing and retesting as you go right yep. this isn't just because oh i worked out on my muscle up once after class for a couple minutes on monday and mm-hmm. i don't have a muscle up by friday yeah doesn't work like that right yeah.
1: no definitely not well and and also to go from having one muscle up that like fluke the stars aligned i got a muscle-up today to having consistent and or multiple muscle-ups also makes a difference, yeah right? and
0: and there is a whole programming scheme to developing that as well that's mm-hmm. just not simply doing one muscle-up here and there or a workout with muscle-ups comes up and it has 10 muscle-ups so you're going to do 10 single muscle-ups and now you think you have consistent muscle. Like, it's not like that either. There, right. There's programming to achieve the skill. And then there's programming to achieve the capacity with the skill and the repeatability of that skill, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different things to it. And that's why I say, ask the coach first. Get the programming and the skill guidance and the hands-on work second. Like, we got to have this conversation first right. kind of thing. So,
1: Um. We've had this conversation before because it comes up in class a lot. If we talk about double unders, so these people who are trying to get all these double unders and you always give the example of your rowing when you wanted to get better at rowing.
0: <laughs> can, can we just go back to that? Okay, For sure. those that maybe don't know that. Okay. So when I was working out at Ben, it was back in the day before we had opened the gym it was uh, I was terrible at rowing I hated rowing and I wanted to be better at it so for 30 days every day I programmed a rowing workout now when I say rowing workout I mean like like Jackie today five rounds for time thousand meter row and then some other stuff and then Tuesday would be like three rounds for time 200 meter row blah 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 so every day was a workout with rowing in it in some way shape or form thinking that if I did it for 30 days straight I would get better at it but that was not the case. I hated it even more. (laughs) And what made me get better at it was going to work with my coach, getting some very focused technique work on rowing, learning to understand the monitor and the machine with which Mm -hmm. I was working. And then all of a sudden rowing became very, very enjoyable for me, not only to do, but to coach as well, because I had a better understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now bring it back to your double under question.
1: Okay, so I want to get better at double-unders. Obviously, the answer isn't to just keep doing double-unders over and over again. So, <laughs> that what you're telling oh, me? That would be,
0: that would be awful.
1: <laughs> well, and we've talked a lot about this now that we've switched over to Zoom and we've got a bunch of people who can't skip, but like can't skip because of their at-home situation. Ceilings are too low, don't have enough room, that sort of thing. Not that they can't skip. Um, but we've been commenting on all this like, penguin tap stuff that we've been doing once these guys get back in the gym and they get a rope in their hand they're gonna see progress in their skipping why
0: because we have taken the rope out of their hands (laughs) and now we're working on simply just technique and rhythm Mm -hmm. so the rhythm is understanding the double under and what encapsulates it right so like without that rhythm just because you can swing the rope twice doesn't mean you're going to get a double under, right? You have to yeah. understand the rhythm and how it relates from how high you need to jump and what that sounds like as the rope hits the ground twice sort of thing. And uh, I'm really excited for those people to come mm-hmm. back in the gym and get a rope in their hands because I really, truly believe that they are going to have much progress with their skipping just because we have spent so much focused time picking apart that skill and developing a better understanding of it.
1: And it's like all this stuff that's not like fun it's, and glamorous, right? Especially, <laughs> see
0: the thing with double honors is it's such a neurological movement right. too. Mm-hmm. So when we take the rope out of it, you've taken an additional stimulus mm-hmm. out of it and now they can be more focused and on what they're doing. So that's actually a really unique example because mm-hmm. it is so highly neurological. Right. So if I just did double honors for 30 days, probably not going to get any better at it because you you're still overstimulating the brain. It's got too right. many things to focus on. Yeah. That was actually a really good example. Yes,
1: <laughs> Gold star for me today. Excellent. Well, yeah, because it's. I think it's one that we, we come across often in the gym, like muscle-up, yes and no, but double-unders, everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to practice and do 50 double-unders before or after class. And it's like, well, your time could be spent in a more – Productive appropriate manner. productive yeah. manner. Yeah. So I think I, I too, I'm looking forward to all those people coming back and getting ropes in their hands. Cause I think, I think we'll see some awesome things.
0: I think one of the other things that we need to touch on is just like lifestyle factors. Uh, yes. So, you know, when somebody first joins CrossFit, they're all like gung ho motivated, excited. So along with this new gym routine they have, they're also changing a lot of the other things that they do. They're eating more, they're eating better, they're drinking more, they're sleeping better you know, they're less stressed or that at least they have a way to manage their stress now that they have an exercise program to follow. Mm-hmm. Maybe mentally they're in a better place because now they have a social group to pull on mm-hmm. and be invested in and just overall are more invested in what they're doing and the choices that they're making because everything is really exciting right now. Yeah. And then later on down the road, after you've been doing this a couple years, maybe your nutrition isn't as great. You know, you're, drinking a lot more than you used to you're making bad choices when it comes to food you are probably stressed out because this is maybe you've decreased your attendance at the gym so now you no longer have an avenue to for stress outlet so maybe you're a little bit more stressed in your life maybe so therefore you don't sleep as well etc etc you know so the lifestyle factors can change too Mm -hmm. now automatically you come into the gym and it's something that concerns pull-ups or a body weight movement. Maybe it's a handstand push-up day and you flip up and like, man, I've been here for how long and I still can't do a handstand push-up. But you know, you're much heavier than when you began because your lifestyle, like your nutrition choices Mm -hmm. haven't been that great. And you're trying to pick apart a body weight gymnastics movement that's very relatable to your body weight. Right. Mm-hmm, so yeah. that is one example. If it's a heavy lifting day and you've been sleeping like crap, like you're probably not going to hit a heavy lift today because neurologically you are not ready to fire. So yeah. you can see that there's so many different layers of the onion that the automatic result in your mind, you want to take, well, the program's not working. And I've heard that before from people that have chosen to end their memberships or whatever. It's right. like, this doesn't work. Yeah you know what, there are way more layers to the onion. And if you could come back and tell me that you have all those other things intact, then maybe I'll have that conversation with you that this program doesn't work. But that's Mm -hmm. a pretty naive thing to say if, you know, what it looked like on day one and what it looks like on day 730. is a little bit different.
1: For sure. Well, and I think the more experienced you get, the more in tune you become to to those things. And not, not even to use them as an excuse, but to just sort of pinpoint, Hey, like that workout felt tough. I felt like I was moving slow and then to kind of go back and reflect, Hey, I didn't sleep normal. I, it was the weekend. I was eating pizza and this and that and this, and I just feel a little bit off and all of that stuff. Like, just to reflect and as opposed to use them as an excuse to kind of push you forward, to get back on track and just be like, Hey, I really hated how that workout felt. I want to dial my nutrition back in, make sleep a priority and get back on board that way. And
0: on the same breath with experience too, like when you take someone such as myself who, you know, I've got all these top end PR numbers, you know, 10 muscle ups in a row, 30 muscle ups, blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. but if I were to go and do those things today, Versus when I actually achieved those numbers, right? Yeah, four or five years ago when I was at the peak of my competitive career, yeah. it would be a very different, different. story today. Yeah. And you know, I have to remind myself of that probably less now than I did two years ago when right. I first started on this journey of like just being a regular, average Joe kind of thing. Yeah. But like, it's true though because now here I am at the beginning of this episode talking about rapping out two seventy five deadlifts. I would be lucky today to be able to chain together probably 245, 255. Right. And that's just because I don't put in the same amount of work that well, I used to. So yeah. it's pretty unfair on myself to expect the same outcome.
1: Yeah, well, and your priorities are different, right? Exactly. Like that's not your focus and and those are but you okay can get, to change. It's easy to
0: get caught in that trap though. Yes, yeah, know, like, Oh, one day I was able, you know, how did I ever squat 265 but like now I can barely stand up 200. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> A different story yeah, a couple years ago, you know. Sure. So you just need to understand that that multiple layers of the onion and not get caught in that trap.
1: And I find too that um, when those PRs are few and far between, they can be more exciting when absolutely. they do pop up. Like. You PR'd your seven minutes of burpees the other day. That was by one cool. rep, which was awesome.
0: And I haven't hit that workout since two fifteen, and I'm nowhere near the shape I was in two fifteen. Yeah. So that is one of those like where you got to work hard for, and they're way you more rewarding. Too. Absolutely, good point. Yeah. love that. I was yeah. so excited. On you were excited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, because I think you kind of came into it not
0: no without I, an
1: expectation, no. right? Like I didn't and think I like, was going to get eighty. Eh. <laughs> To be honest, okay, that'd be like almost a PR for me if I had that. <laughs> um, yeah, so when they do come, they are exciting and they maybe mean a little bit more because, again, priorities change and you now have to work a little harder to get to get those. So
0: you know, and the one thing that we didn't cover is writing stuff down. Oh yes, and I always say this to our foundations people. You know, especially after that first baseline, like write this workout down. Write yes. down how you modified it. Yeah. Write down what time it took you so that when you are six, seven years down the line and a baseline comes up and maybe, yeah, you're doing different movements, but it doesn't feel as great, you can look back on that and be like, wow, like I couldn't finish that 400 meter run without walking and now I can do it like 130. And I did push ups from my knees or I did ring rows and now I'm repping up butterfly pull ups or something like that, you know? Yeah. So that writing stuff down. I have always harped on that from day one and I will continue to, to do that. There's so many times now where I pull my old books out and I look back and, I, and like the other day I was looking at, I had a snatch workout and I was like struggling with 55. <laughs> and I mean, I don't think twice about that movement now, but yeah. you know, it's cool to be able to look back. I've been doing See this for 11 died. years. So it's, it's really cool for me to look back and be like, that's where I came from,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: And then that just kind of brings you back down to reality when you feel crappy about yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely.
0: It's progress, progress in that the gym. That's progress. what she looks like. Mm-hmm. That's how we go about it. We're going to tackle progress with food another day. Yeah. But for now, let's, this is what it looks like in the gym
1: mm-hmm.
0: or at home, I guess.
1: Yeah. at home. Now. <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks for listening, guys. Send us your feedback. If you have any issues about your own progress that we didn't cover today, we'd love to hear it. Um, If you have any feedback about any other episodes, just send us a little message or even if you're just liking what you're hearing, hit us up.